0: Hello, you ready to start?
1: Oh, hi! Hello, I have you like this because I'm on the tripod. I'm using my iPhone.
0: Oh, nice.
1: (laughs) Shall I? Shall I? What do you
0: want me to do? Oh, don't worry. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast today is gonna be a really interesting episode i've got this i've got a trainer someone who's in who did bodybuilding her name's barbara and if you want to follow her on instagram it's body by Bonshell. so yeah so excited and yeah let's go straight into that episode it's just gonna record the audio so like i know it's like a lot more comfortable to like call someone and like actually see their face so
1: yeah oh, okay amazing Okay. Well, thank God I didn't put makeup on. I was a like, shuffle makeup on. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. This crazy, crazy, crazy world now. I know. But, uh, well. Crazy. Did you go and see that. your boyfriend? I've seen him finally. Yeah, I have seeing him again. He's been here. He came to Strasbourg as well. So it That's was nice. actually he was amazing. Like I literally see him after three months. I Can't believe. But um, so no, no, yeah, but we made it. We made it. It was good. It was good. But it's still quite strict here in London. I went to do some grocery shopping today and it was so busy. So oh, really? busy outside. And people, yeah, people, I think people just gave up on the self isolation and stuff. So it's just, you know, they're just giving up because they fed up. But, yeah.
0: I saw your rant about how people like kept like working out in parks and like trainers were like training people in parks. And I was just I was like this is insane. Like I don't understand. Like do you not understand like there's a pandemic going on? I was I was shocked because well, I was I- like
1: <laughs> Unfortunately, the problem is that people or some personal trainers, they don't really care about the health and safety rules. They care about the profit and that's the problem. That's yeah. the whole problem. Like I understand that this is a, going to be a whole different economic experience for everybody. Everyone. self-employed so yeah, sure. People employed stuff. But it's just uh, like, I don't think it's worth to risk someone literally life in order to make 50 pounds an hour of the pounds a session. So that's why, yeah. to be honest with you, I managed to pivot my business within like three days. That's so I went really. online within, yeah, within like three days. Yeah, just because I saw what's happen- what's happening. Cause you know, I'm from Slovakia. So my mom yeah. told me like, look, this is happening here. Uh, be careful. So basically I remember this was on Wednesday. I had my last client, I had a session and I said to her, you know, I feel I'm gonna stay at home this week and I'm gonna, Assess like what to do, what's the next steps. But I feel like they're gonna yeah. close down the gyms. She was like, you know, I think they they really will. So next day they announced that apparently they will close the gym soon. So I said, okay, guys, girls, let's go We're going online. So I literally managed to pivot my whole business within three yes. days.
0: That's good. I feel like it's so that's hard good, for some yes. people because like I think that's what people care about right now: getting profit. Because like we've lost so much like economy.
1: coronavirus so yeah and i totally understand but to be honest with you like it's not worth it because my close close friend three of like four of my very close friends one of my clients um one of my close friends and one of personal trainer i know that he had the coronavirus and these people are all healthy people people they eat healthy they don't smoke they don't drink like literally really super healthy people in their 30s right Mm -hmm. or early 30s and they all went past coronavirus so they've been diagnosed with coronavirus and it's not actually the actual coronavirus for them but the recovery after like literally it took them like my friend she said to me barbara three weeks after and i'm so fatigued like apparently Mm -hmm. the fatigue afterwards like is real so that that's that's the main concern and me as a fitness person as well i, I can't afford to myself to not exercise and train i can't yeah. believe I, I, my friend she didn't train for five weeks now five weeks because she says i'm not oh, capable wow. like, I'm tired all the time yeah yeah
0: yeah so it's definitely like tested everyone's like mentality
1: for sure and that then what was as as well they want to reopen the gyms now okay they want to reopen the gyms in London so I just received an email from the gym basically I'm renting a space for my client in the gym because I'm fully self-employed there right so I paid the rent and I bring my clients in and they said they they really looking forward to reopen in early July that was the message that was sent to me email that was sent to me last week but today they sent me a new email saying like they still uh didn't get any instruction from the government but they still want to open in July. But to be honest with you, me as a women's fitness specialist, I don't feel safe to go back to the gym as the majority of my clients are pregnant girls as well. And they Mm -hmm. don't want to go back to the gym. So I might have to just send an email like, look, I'm not going to be back till September. And also my flatmate, she works on the research of, uh, she's basically doing vaccine, vaccine, uh, COVID, covid and she said to me like no, Robert, like, be very careful like there is so much information basically she can't say anything to me but she literally had a call zoom today with uh, bill gates so yeah yeah so they discussing everything the vaccination i mean i'm so anti-vaccination and all that stuff but that's on the other other conversation but um <laughs> whole the conversation yeah but i'm so anti but uh it is it is real thing like even normal flu i don't want to be sick at all so i've been self-isolating properly
0: <laughs> i think that's you know how we it... go forward because i feel like people are like just like they're like oh we can go back to our normal lives and meet up with our friends and do this and like i guess like have that sense of like normalcy but like it's never gonna happen because this has happened to us like right now like there's so much thing there's so many things that have happened this year that have been insane and i think that's like a lack of knowledge from everyone else because we're like we don't educate ourselves to that point where we like know these things because like we knew about coronavirus for two months we didn't do anything it it took like everyone getting it and people dying for us to like be like okay so for instance
1: slovakia where i'm from is such a tiny country but I don't know why like they took it so so serious like my mama mm-hmm. remember she would message me saying oh I got stopped by police today they're asking me where are you going why are you going there da, 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 da. you have to be you have one hour it was so so strict and it's such a tiny country yeah. so but obviously the death toll that was completely different like there was just mm-hmm. I don't even know how many people but it was just minimum right yeah. but the thing is It's at this point, at this point, really, truly, in my personal opinion, it's all about the economy. So basically they don't even care anymore about people because Mm -hmm. the economy is really crushing. So I don't really agree with, look, I've been doing fitness for 15 years. I, I have my own experience and I don't really agree with this gym opening because the thing is, it's too early. And gym is one of the, even the most, like the cleanest gym ever is one of the most filthiest places together with pools, together yeah. with, you know, all other facilities, because people sweat there and you can be going around and clean, but it's still, it's a dirty place. It is a dirty yeah. place. So mm-hmm. I don't really agree with this, but obviously I do understand that they're losing, losing lots of, lots of money. Yeah, well. But what I also see is that people did actually re-evaluate the fact that they can, stay fit even with being at home there is mm-hmm. such a demand on um gym gym uh, equipment dumbbells try to find dumbbells on amazon dumbbells uh yeah. kettlebell any equipment like mm-hmm. people literally within a few weeks few months build up their gyms in the in the houses so it's just yeah. amazing and most of my clients they are really happy to train and to remain training from the house from the home it's just, I really believe that it's mainly the male, males, you know, the guys, the bodybuilders, they, they just want to go back. Yeah, they love their <laughs> so lifting. Like, even my boyfriend, he's the same. He's like, oh, I need to go back to the gym. <laughs> he's, a, he's a bodybuilder. He's like, I need to go back to the gym. Like, I don't I don't care. I don't care about this virus. I just need to go back because I'm losing all my gains. You know, that's the mentality. So I'm like, yeah. oh my God, please yeah yeah so it is and, it is, it is yeah. real it is real and i saw it today in the shop as well it was um overwhelming the amount um, because mm-hmm. it was just a going waste that i remember two weeks ago i went to the shop it was nice and quiet it was okay and today yeah. it was crazy but the thing is they people are not self-isolating as much as before but there is still that two meters uh, two meters restriction uh, yeah so there are cues in same cues so so the thing is you go to the shop right You buy stuff quickly, whatever you need, you spend literally 20, 15 15 minutes or 25 minutes by the till, just waiting in a queue. So that's crazy.
0: That kind of feeds the purpose of the two-meter rule. If you have
1: to stay there for 10
0: minutes with a bunch of people, that that doesn't make, that just- You know, I am
1: such a germophobic person. And even my mom keeps saying to me like, I don't understand how you actually survive in your whole life working in a gym or working with 20 yeah. people because you're the most germophobic person I know, and I'm like, you know what? To be honest, I don't mind that because I know the gym is there for you to sweat. I don't mind that, but when I'm yeah. in the shop or outside, I'm in or in public transport, right? Oh my god! Mm-hmm. So, I mean, personally, as I said, I've been self-isolating since day one. Since day one, thank God, I'm fortunate that I could move my clients online and I can run my business online, right? But, um. Uh, Everywhere I go, sanitizer, all that stuff. I don't really, again, me personally, I don't really believe in the mask, but if I have to go on a public transport, I do wear it just out of respect. But yeah. um, when you go to the shop and you see all these people touching everything, I mean, you can just literally pour the sanitizer vo- over you, but it's just, I don't know. Okay. And the yeah. thing is, as well, the thing is, as well, what, 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 um, what, what's the biggest problem is that some people, taking precautions and some people don't so you Mm -hmm. know it is weird times very weird times and lots of people start suffering with anxiety depression as well so it is very weird this year is in general very very weird
0: it's like i know people were like oh 2020 is cancelled this is the worst year of my life but like it's been a very it's brought, like, so much, like, voices to, like, social media, especially with, like, what happened in Yemen and, like, what happened with the Black Ma- like Lives Matter movement. like, people are, like, voicing their opinions. And, like, it's creating this, like, atmosphere where people are, like, I want to contribute, I want to help. And obviously, with this coronavirus thing, like, obviously, like, it's had, like, a mental toll on, like, a lot of people, businesses as well. And it's been very, like, strenuating. But at the same time, it's, like, I feel like this had to happen this year to really test how, like, people would, like, actually, like, handle themselves from it. Because people Mm -hmm. are getting too comfortable with doing anything and, like, being, like, very unhygienic and, like, very unsafe and doing things that they know they can't do but they do anyway. Like, how people piss in the streets or, like, like, you know, shit in the streets. Like, people, like... Horrible things yeah and people don't actually take into consideration like people can die from what you're doing (laughs) people can get infected people can get hurt but you're still doing it anyway because you're in your own mind thinking okay this is okay let me just do this like i know my family were like i'm not really okay with you going to the gym like straight away i would wait until maybe like november december january because i'm sick i i I will be like okay it's calmed down it's had like loads of months to be able to like figure itself out and there need to be precautions put in place in gyms like maybe like limit the amount of people in the gym and like don't make them clean up after themselves get a team in who are like experienced and people who are like fully covered and fully like clothes and like protected away from that so that they can like fully like like sanitize it rather than like someone who's like sweaty to just wipe it down
1: like that's not gonna help out yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know what to, to be honest with you i still want to open my own gym i want to basically open a gym and then turning into a franchise international yeah. franchise the thing is the thing is the gym experience after this coronavirus won't ever be the same because people realize like oh wow because you always knew that i think like everyone knows that the gym is a filthy place as i said again no matter how beautiful expensive or new your gym is it's a filthy place because it's a Mm -hmm. place where you're going to detox sweat and you know do all that nasty stuff right your body's uh, getting rid of toxins and stuff and um it is just going to be completely different experience, and I know uh, one of my gurus in the fitness industry, Bedros Kuliyan. I, I love that guy. So he is one of the owners on a, of a, he's actually the CEO of international franchise called Fit Body Bootcamp, and he they place such a crazy, crazy measurements, like really, really intense ones. Like literally you have to go to the gym before you step into the but this is a think about this is a boot camp place, okay? This is a boot camp place. So this is not a typical gym, but still. Uh so you have literally they uh they have like literally let's say ten people, okay? Ten people, every person has their dumbbells, whatever equipment they need. So they have to stay in like a square, and this is in America, they have to stay in like a square. Uh before they walk into the gym, there is a person who basically sanitizes their trainers hands everything um then you go you can't touch anything you literally you shouldn't even talk to anyone just go do your workout the instructor is far 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 from from the actual clients and you do your workout sanitize it that you before you leave you have to clean your uh, clean your shoes again clean your hands yeah. everything like it is such a complicated process and the thing is it for maybe so for some people it will really become an unpleasant experience. They will just say, you know, I just can't be bothered, because mm-hmm. obviously first thing I do when I go to the gym and from the gym is obviously obviously I wash my hands. But you would be surprised. You would be surprised how many people just don't do it and they just don't realize uh, how many like for for instance even the fact that female bathrooms are worse than the male ones sometimes and there yeah. was an excellent of times when i saw a girl leave in the bathroom without like using the loo washing. without washing the hands and then the same person goes and uses the dumbbells and this is how the cross-contam- cross-contamination happens and this is why a gym will become maybe for some people really unpleasant experience because it's yeah. for all these people they had it so easy before they just come and go now they have to mm-hmm. do all these little things they didn't even realize before that's so important so it's going to become a very very unpleasant experience so yeah yeah. let's see i don't know what's going to how this is going to be and people keep asking you still want to open your own gym so of course i'm going to open my own gym like i've got my own economy i don't care about the economy outside i study a lot uh i do a lot of research um and i'm still going to open my own gym regardless like you know the most successful people open their businesses the most successful people in the world um, they opened their businesses when there was an economic crash just because they believe in themselves yeah. and they knew what they're doing so things yeah. like this will, ever, will ever, not ever put me off right but it's just yeah, yeah. Matter of time. I
0: think it's about determination and whether you're going to put like your 100% effort because you can't go 50-50 and then just wait for something to like happen for you because I think that that's what a lot of people have, some people in the industry and like some people in businesses they, they do that they wait for an opportunity and they wait for people to react to it rather than pushing themselves to like limit where they know that they can like exceed to people are very scared
1: create your own opportunity sometimes you have to create your own sometimes there's no one's gonna come to your house and be like okay door and now they go please (laughs) no one's gonna give you money like you have to do it and yeah um i'm just not i'm not afraid to do that it's just now at this point forever. I think the worst thing this year, the, the very worst thing about the whole situation with everything what's happening in the world at the moment is the uncertainty, like mm-hmm. the fact that the reason why um majority of people suffers from depression and anxiety is there is no light in the end of the tunnel because yeah. what, is, what is the uh, number one es- escape for people going abroad, right? And now we don't mm-hmm. know, so I can't plan my holidays because I don't know what if there's going to be second wave. I buy my tickets to Miami, right, to escape from this craziness. I buy my tickets to Miami, and then three months down the line, they will close the, you know, line again. That's will to that be a, to a second life. wave. I so don't exactly. think it's going to
0: be a oh, definitely,
1: definitely big time. And the thing is, the thing is, this is why that's the number one reason why people getting depressed and anxious because they can't escape. Now you're literally forced to stay at home. OK, yeah. just stay at home and deal with yourself, deal with your thoughts, deal with whatever you want to do in the future, deal with whatever your past. So, yeah, it is it is a real thing. And this is why it's, it became such a big problem for lots of people. And they just want to go out and just end the lockdown. But for me, because I'm such an open mind and very personal, I, I, I know I study what's happening. Like I know I know myself. I absolutely love my own company. I've been on my own. So I don't mind this lockdown. Like so many people are like, oh my God, I'm not going crazy. I'm not going crazy. I said, no, because I have a purpose. Thank God, luckily I know what my purpose is. And I love my clients. I love what I'm doing, luckily. But it took me as well. It was a hard work to get where I am now. And it's just, um, for me, I'm, I'm actually, it's horrible to say, but I'm actually lo- loving this because I'm laser focused on my future now. Because I believe that, obviously, I believe in my future. I believe something's going to happen. And I believe in positive thinking and all that stuff. But obviously it's not just all about positive thinking, but also about hard work. And for me, this lockdown showed me that so many people out there, they just, they just hate being on their own. Yeah. They just hate being on their own. And as well, again, I'm a big believer in, of, like everything happens for a reason. And the whole situation, even uh, with the Black Lives Matter movement and stuff, I mean, I think it's horrible and amazing at the same time, because look what's happening, like people are awakening finally, finally, finally. Like I had, I'm not, I mean, I'm the last person to argue with someone on the internet because first of all, I've got no time for it and second, I think there's no point. But sometimes when I see the injustice, I have to voice my opinion, right? And uh, again, in my on my Facebook, Facebook I have mainly because of my family. On my Facebook, uh, someone someone from Slovakia, not Czech Republic, sorry, um, was sharing some stupid uh, stupid picture, blah blah blah, clearly uh, uh, towards the uh, Black Lives Matter movement, and it was a total racism comment. And but the thing is. These people don't understand that even what they're saying, what this, that this is what you're saying, that that's a racism. Because for them, they say, no, that's not racism. No, it is racism. So what I'm trying to say, I had a full-on, not even argument. I just say one guy put very, very horrible comment. And I just said one thing. And I'm never in people's comments, but I just had to voice myself. What's my opinion? I just said, educate yourself. Okay? Oh, mm-hmm. my God. People tore me apart. Like, I just received the worst comments because my partner is black my partner is Jamaican. Okay. And I just received mm-hmm. obviously the pictures on Facebook together and, and I just received that like people are evil. But the worst thing is these people I have no to me, no intelligence, no education whatsoever, because you know, three type of people, they spend a whole life in their own country. yeah, Right? So they have no idea. All they see, all they listen to is mainstream media and, uh, newspapers or television. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's the source yeah. of knowledge which is absolutely horrible and ridiculous, okay? So mm-hmm. I wouldn't even respond to them comments, but then my my, friends, my friend stepped in and he was just trying to, like, you know, argue with them. And I was like, no, just leave it because these people, that, that's the truth because that's what they're listening to. They they never, they never been outside of Slovakia. they never been outside of Czech, Czech Republic. they never been outside of Poland. So that's their reality. So there is no way, like, what they see is a white girl with a black guy. Black people are bad. Because this is how uh, mainstream media in Slovakia puts people out. That this is what the, the information they're spreading. There, right? The disinformation and stuff. And you just can't argue with this type of people. But mm-hmm. as, again, people are bored and depressed, so they're home doing this instead of working on themselves. So it is. They're scared um,
0: to say it in them because they know that it's wrong. So they just type it I out, out because, never because say it's so
1: that. much easier. You know, you know, my, one of my, one of uh, the people I actually uh, <laughs> blocked, I blocked these people, basically, he just shared something and he literally put the word animals, right? He literally used the word animals, yes, and I just commented, I said, hope if I come back home with my partner, you not gonna use this word in front of him, Right. And he was like, "No, oh my God, no, I didn't mean it that way. Absolutely, I would never do that. But, you know, like these people are horrible and I'm sure your boyfriend is a nice guy. Uh, no, 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 Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just, oh. So I am, because as, again, um, I it's am... It's
0: one thing to have a personal connection with someone from that community. But there's another thing with people, like some missing it and just being like oh it's fine but like i didn't mean your boyfriend or your person or your friend like i meant the other people i was like it's the same it's the same community you're like trash talking their community and like there's this trend going around. on well, oh my the God.
1: past two days, what I experienced on social media, like the harassment I experienced, just because I voiced my opinion about uh, Black Lives Matter and tried to explain to, sorry, dumb people that don't, All Lives Matter and Black Lives Matter, what it actually means and what people say, like Black Lives Matter, trying to explain, oh my God, the yeah. harassment I received and I just realized, you know, it's not me, then. it's just like, you, know, you just can't, you just can't explain to yeah. someone who's not open to listen, yeah. you know? That's so close-minded. So all I can do is just do my personal best and support and stuff and that's it. But you see, argue on the internet with someone. If you, and I'm telling you 90%, 95% of the time, if you actually with that person face to face, you would kill them with one argument, like one argument, one, one, yeah. one, one sentence to say, because that's all they have. And, but it makes me sad because I just can't believe there is a 21st century and just people are behaving this way. And plus it's, it's, it's uh, the big part of my, like my life because, uh, even working again with women only, like my clients are all sorts of backgrounds, skin Mm -hmm. colors, everything. So I am very involved. I am very involved, but, uh, in the beginning when this uh, whole situation happened, and again, on my business profile, I literally had to talk to my boyfriend. My uh, boyfriend and my uh, flatmate, um, basically, because I share a flat uh, with my um, uh, client, friend. Uh, she's also uh, black. She's from Mali. But she's been in London for the past 10 years. The one I told you that like, she's working on the development yeah. vaccine. So uh, she we always have this conversation and she's the one who taught me a lot i'm so grateful for her because she taught me a lot about systematic racism anything she's very very involved like she's an advocate for these people right and when that happened when the whole situation happened me as again as a business owner i didn't know how to react so first thing that first thing happened the first thing that happened i went to my boyfriend and to her and i said look guys I want to have this conversation because this is what happened with george Floyd, and i don't know how to react because i see people posting blackout tuesday and i don't know what to do mm-hmm. i don't know what's the what's 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 the what's the meaning behind this that, that, that and i had to learn I had to educate myself they said to me look yeah. this is my opinion this is what i think you should do but it's on you blah." but i had the conversation right because remember i grew up in a country mm-hmm. in a tiny slovakia country my mom never had a conversation with me about racism because yeah. It's not like we ha- we do have uh black community in Slovakia, of course, as well, but we never had this conversation because my mom, as well, as she doesn't even think about these things like, why would I treat someone else because she's a teacher? Why would I teach someone else in a different way just because it's background or whatever, right? Yeah. So yeah. I never had it. But then when I came to the UK seven almost seven years ago, uh, mm-hmm. and then when I met my uh, flatmate, she explained to me like, it's your personal duty to educate yourself just because you're in a country where you're surrounded by different races, different religions, da, da, da. you know, because sometimes yes. we just say, oh, whatever. It's, it's like, oh, I don't have any black friends. or I don't have any Asian friends. or I don't have any whatever East European friends. I don't need to know, but you need, you mm-hmm. should like, it's a duty as a human being to yes, know what's yes. going on because then all you do, you just consume what's given to you from the mainstream media. And the, the worst thing is that people don't do their own research okay mm-hmm. so they see something and they don't do their own research like yeah. before i post something obviously i'm not really politically driven Like to be honest with you politics is not my strong side Sometimes, right i'm not following yeah. politics so but um everything i see i do my my own research right or ask other opinions because yeah. it's so important and i think this is the my, my uh, like one of the reasons like why people fight so much because people just sharing whatever just for the sake of sharing and i saw so many people sharing stuff and they don't even know and they're just sharing it because it's popular now i'm like do you even care or you just do it because you want to look nice you know what I mean? so yeah. as i said as a business owner for me is my personal opinion and i want to know i'm literally seeking like literally this week was so hard for me because i just feel like my head is pounding all i do is I'm trying to build my business. So I'm studying lots of things about business yeah. marketing. Blah, blah, And then I'm studying lots of things about other cultures, everything else. So I just feel like all I do is read books and listening mm-hmm. to podcasts yeah. or watching YouTube videos or watching movies, watching this. And you know, when you, when you I just look back, I just feel like I always been a nice person, but there is just, I had, I had no clue that this is happening. Mm-hmm. Right. So I said, I had no idea. And, you know, the really, the really very first time when I actually realized that, for example, racism in America is even much worse than in the UK Mm -hmm. is funny enough on Tinder (laughs) before my boyfriend, of course, (laughs) before my boyfriend, um, when I spoke to this, uh, guy right and he was american and we just had a little chat uh, just getting to know each other on actual tinder right and what he mm-hmm. said he said to me some 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 cheeky comment and i said to him oh boy please leave me alone and he got offended he said to me oh, why would you call me a boy and i was like what do you mean and he said oh that's very racist to say and i'm like what and again east european girl living in london i have no idea that calling a black male a boy is a racism because it's back, back, back from the uh, racist days, yeah, from the racist days, from uh, slavery times. They used to call them boy, blah, 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 patronizing, blah, blah. I mean, there is deep, deeper meaning behind that, of course, but I had no mm-hmm. idea. And yeah. I'm like, oh my God, why are you being so sensitive? I said to him, why are you been the, and he's like, no, blah, blah, but this is the real thing. And then he explained to me, and then I was like, we are just, uh, basically, he just took it very personal and we just stopped talking. But then, I got so intrigued. I said, oh my God, I need to speak to my flatmate. So I asked her straight right away. I said, like? look, this has happened. I mean, and I had the mindset. I mean, oh my God, it's not that deep. Like, because in my heart, in my brain, I didn't, I didn't, I had no clue. Right. I got, Mm -hmm. I had no clue. And he said to me, uh, she said to me, oh, Barbara, but this is a serious thing. And I said, so what do you mean? She said, yeah I mean you're right like we don't know this in London like this is a common thing to say to each other but in America people take it very 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 seriously so yeah you need to do your own research and you know I got angry that time because I'm taking myself as an intelligent person style because I studied but these are different things mm-hmm. I've studied lots of things in my life but these are completely different things you have to study yeah. again so you basically you learn all your life and sometimes you have to learn hard way, in a hard way. But it is, I think, our personal duty to learn and study yeah, for sure. everything. So, this is why I absolutely love what you're doing on your pages now. Like, you must be bringing so much value. But unfortunately, for some bizarre reason, we're making stupid people famous. And stupid people, like, sorry, not being rude, but stupid people, they have hundreds, thousands of followers following them just because they're doing whatever silly stuff and then people like you or even me who's actually adding value to their lives it's very hard for us to get that following just because these people they might even have fake following are on the top yeah so for example you post something and because of the uh, instagram's algorithm it's so hard for people to see your Mm post so I think it's so sad. Like, there are so many people out there, they have so many followers, and they're just like, you're not doing anything. And then there are people like you who's really adding value to someone's life, and you don't have the following. But again, it's all about consistency, and it takes really time. And I think you're really yeah. doing well anyway. But it takes really, really time. So just don't get discouraged. Just keep going, keep pushing it. Yeah. Because it's important. Like, we need more. we need more Instagrams like this.
0: <laughs> it's so hard because I think that, like, a lot of people, like... Misuse their platforms. Like, I'm not saying I was completely against people posting the black square, but I felt that that was very counterproductive. I would say donate, educate yourself, learn more about like what this means to this community. Don't just post a black square and be like, "Oh, I'm done with that. I did my part." Because, like, no, you didn't. Yeah, you did exactly, nothing. Yeah, exactly. You followed a trend. It's like when, like, you know how someone says, oh, RIP this person, RIP this person. They don't even know them. They don't even support them. But they're just doing yeah. it for the sake of being, like, for their friends to be like, oh, congratulations. That was so amazing. You are such an amazing person. Like, it's just, like, ridiculous. Because I was like, why do you need, need someone to, why... to congratulate
1: yourself? And this is why I had to have the conversation. Because all day I woke up to my instagram was flooded with black color okay and i i literally i got so i i'm that was my day off i remember no i was between clients actually it was tuesday and i was between clients and i was so confused said, okay shall i post it Shall i post it what should i do what should i do i don't know what i'm doing so i had to speak to my boyfriend i said to call him i said babe i don't know what to do like mm-hmm. should i post the black square and he said to me it's up to you and i said but what's what am I going to change? we posting the basketball. But then, if I don't post it, I look like I'm not supporting. Like There was yeah. so much pressure on my brain. If I don't mm-hmm. do it, I look like I'm not supporting. But if I do it, what's the meaning behind it? Oh my God. But then I did it, but obviously, out of those respect, but then I said, okay, there must be more. So what I started doing is obviously I'm pushing the black businesses, any business, yeah. not just black business, any business, yeah. black business. At this point, it's important to voice it now. Okay? Yeah. But... I just genuinely believe that, like you said, if you want to really make a difference, we have to self educate. It's duty to, so even if you have a friend, family, mom, dad, whoever, they don't know, you have to let them know. Like, even my sister knows she lives back home. And she asked me, Barbie, like, please, what is this? Uh, what's happening? Or what are the black squares? Like, is, why is everyone posting it? She didn't know. But she asked, she asked, and she wanted to know. So I explained to her, look, this is happening. I send her to what to do because she wants to know. So, yeah. So it is um bizarre times. And I'm I'm literally curious like how this year's gonna end. <laughs> like what what's next? And I think yeah. lots of people are like, what is next? What is next?
0: They're very it's very up in the air. Like no nothing's really certain, but like I think people thought this would be gone by the summer, like the coronavirus pandemic. It would be finished by then. It would be able to start like our lives again, but like at the same time. Do you really want to go straight back
1: into that? (laughs) Do you remember when they said like, it's going to be two weeks quarantine and then we can going back? Remember when it first came out, the information that it's only going to be two weeks and I said to my fellow personal trainer colleagues, I said to them, guys, um, because we have like a personal training group for all my self employed uh, personal trainer friends and majority of them, they didn't listen to me. They say you're exaggerating, or oh, like it's gonna be two weeks. I'm just gonna rest for these two weeks, and then I we go back. I'm gonna just send an email to my client, and I said no. I'm going online. Like guys, I don't. I go. Listen, I worked so hard to get where I am in life. I'm not losing my clients now and then boom and then all of a sudden i did my own research how to do everything what to do Mm -hmm. how to set up because you know if you set up your business uh, physically in a gym and then you all within a few days you have to literally pivot your business into online coaching yeah and there is different types of online coaching you can do it Mm -hmm. is it's not easy it's honestly not easy but i was literally sitting in my in my house thinking what to do researching like studying because me, I am ambitious. I'm very driven, and I have a purpose. I have a goal, and I need to get there no matter what, because I have a very strong why, right? So I had to do it. I could, I can't call my mom and say, "Mom, can you pay my rent, please?" Or like, I would never even do that. First of all, but I was driven. I said, "I have to save my business."
0: Exactly.
1: And plus. My clients paid for the service, and I don't want them to get lazy. I don't want them to now stay home for one month and then come back and put all the notice. i said No, I it's I have to do this. I'm responsible yeah. for these people. Exactly. So it was uh, it was uh, interesting. And now the two weeks, three weeks, uh, four weeks, and after one month, uh, my uh, few of my colleagues start messaging me. Oh, could you? Because I said to him in the beginning, I'm more than happy to help you with the, and show you because I genuinely believe, for me, I don't see competition because I genuinely believe if you have a knowledge, you better, you should be really, really sure. confident. Yeah. And plus share the knowledge as well. Yes. So I said, guys, please, if you want me to help you, just let me know. I genuinely believe, yeah. again, there is enough clients for everyone. So I don't, I'm not stressing because of competition or whatever. So I said, guys, I'm genuinely here to help you because I didn't, and even though, You don't even have to put an effort. I did my own research. I just tell you what to do, what you do, how you do it, and you just do it. And they said, oh, you're right, please. Could you just help me? Because I I think they're not going to open the gym for a while. And I said, yeah, I told you. But, yeah, I'm not here to lecture them. But, um, yeah, I definitely knew. And you know how I knew it's not going to be just for two weeks? Because one of my clients is uh, from uh, China, she's Chinese. And she kept saying to me in December, sorry, sorry, January, she kept saying to me, Barbie, uh look every session she would harass me literally i was i was laughing that time that time i was laughing because i felt like this is ridiculous like this is not gonna because you know the first yeah. information someone ate a bad and now there is some virus right that's first information and she kept showing me this um uh, page every time we had a session four times a week she trains with me and she's like, look, look, this is what happening. It's going to come here. It's going to come here. And I still was like, it's not going to come here. Don't be silly. It's not that deep. Like that phrase is not that deep. And then a few <laughs> weeks later, she's like, I told you. And I'm like, mm, okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm not believing in you. She's like, I told you, darling, it's going to happen. And I'm like, okay, well, that's horrible. No? So yeah, but it is what it is. And I genuinely believe as well. You have to de- deal with it. You can't be just like scarcity mindset. You have to deal with it. Yeah, You have to deal with it because uh, what can we do?
0: It's like, it's very counterproductive if you just sit there and just pretend like it's not happening. (laughs) Because if you want to grow, if you want to learn, then take it as it goes. Take each day, day by day, but do something for yourself. Do something that makes you happy, but at the same time you can't wallow in self-pity and just be like, oh, I wish that I could do this or I wish I could do that. Because it's like, how are you going to do that? for the whole like three more, like the the last like three months before, like schools are supposed to start to open, like unis are supposed to start to open. Like these places, like institutions that we have to like go through to like actually like, you know, like end up somewhere in our lives and like achieve something that we wanted it to achieve. Why else would we go to school? Why else would we go to uni? But you can't just sit there and just,
1: wait I guess till it's been, till
0: it's been. you're expecting because your parents to like be like let me just feed you this let me do this let me do this like it's just like that's not gonna happen is it they're not gonna be like babying you until you're like 45
1: exactly and I think it's just because majority people thought that this is not going to be for long. This is going to be maybe for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. And people see, seeing this as a break, even from their fitness routines, they see it as a break. Okay, let me just have a break. And then I'm going to go back into it. And then now they look back in two months down the line and they just didn't exercise for the past two, three months. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And they just like, I'm receiving, I send an email to all my girls, all my clients saying, this is what I'm doing, what I'm offering. Let's do this, da da da. Uh many of my clients are pregnant. So I understood when they say, like, oh, you know, I just don't feel like continue for now. But then like when they reopen the gym, da da. da. Um, but then I also had clients, they they had nothing to lose, and they're like, No, I'm just gonna wait till this is over, and then we go back to the gym. And I'm like, but we don't know when this is gonna be over. So I would <laughs> highly suggest you, because you just started and we just, you know um We just start seeing results. For example, you just started. You just don't want to stop now. Like exactly. I genuinely believe, you can have excuses or you can have results. You can't have both. So mm-hmm. my mother, for example, she's a former athlete, right? And she is six years old, and she she never been gym. She only uh, because she used to do gymnastics. She she only would be in the studio and stuff or do aerobics, but she would not really go to the gym, and she's mm-hmm. absolutely fit. So for me to give you the beautiful body you want i don't need gym i know i don't need gym. if you're a good personal trainer you can train someone in a really hard way make them sweat without anything look yeah. at joe wicks the body coach you know the body coach mm-hmm. yeah he I love he's amazing joe he's barely using equipment all yeah. he is using dumbbells and kettlebells that's it and he's absolutely fit so to me obviously I can't force anyone. So to the majority of my clients, uh, majority of my clients, they love in the online coaching, but the other ones, they didn't even try because of like, they're scared or they, maybe they're shy. And you know, everyone like, people have different reasons or they lazy or they, I don't know. Um, they just uh, didn't try and they just mess like feel the mess. You know, Oh my God, put so uh, weight so much. Like, Oh, I don't, can't wait for the gym to open, but why are you waiting for gym to be open in order to get fitter? Or, or, mm-hmm. or get stronger, or whatever issue you want to resolve with this fitness, right? Why? Absolutely. Why do you? Why do you? Because you have an excuse. Mm-hmm. I can't be fit because the gym is closed. Like, it's, it doesn't make no sense to me.
0: Yeah.
1: So it is. It is a bit. Um, yeah, funny when it comes to this because, as I said, like many people have excuses, but there is also majority people. They really like. I know some of my clients, they lost weight actually, because you know why? Because they have more time than ever to look after their body and wealth and health and fitness. So majority, actually majority of my clients are people they self-employed at the office space, like uh, corporate, um, corporate places and stuff, space. And they went from training with me once or twice a week to three or four because they home. They don't have yeah. to go anyway, So they just literally I mean I literally I never had such a low amount of cancellation in my life till I, since I'm a personal trainer or coach because what excuse are you gonna give me? Oh what you excuse you know, like what, what excuse? What there is no yeah. excuses because sometimes you're like oh my train is late, I'm late to work, I can't do this, I can't do this because I don't know, I'm gonna be late to work, but now you literally can't say that because you just wake up and you do a session and you yeah to a living room. Sure. Oh, oh and, you, and, and or or be after work or during the day. Like literally so many of my girls, they say to me, well, uh, I'm gonna make an excuse, but I don't even know what, because I can't go out, so I can't tell you I went, I went out, <laughs> or I don't feel well, because I'm just at home. So literally there is no excuse. Yeah. I have no places, I have no places to go. So I have literally yeah. zero excuse. Yeah. So it's funny. It's funny. People find always excuses. I
0: mean, it's human beings. <laughs> Everyone's gonna find excuses for everything that they do in life, no matter what. Like it's it's inevitable. People are gonna be like, "Oh, I can't do this because I can't do this because," because they just wanna have a reason rather than be like, "Oh, how can I rectify this? How can I change it?"
1: It's the same, like uh, for instance, and I promise you this. I just i have um this is the thing me i realized in my career that in order to receive you have to give so every now and then every now and then if i know that there is someone who needs help and can't absolutely can't afford it i always offer them free sessions or free consultations which i always do for free but free help but you Mm -hmm. will be surprised how many girls? I offer them free, like let's say I'm offering you free four sessions or free month just to get you started because you from like you don't have an income now, you don't have money, whatever situation there is, right? They just can't afford it, right? Um, even though I, I shared this status the other day saying, "Girls, do you know? And someone, some of you, maybe friends, mates, they really need help, but they can't afford it. I'm, I'm more than happy to help because I'm, as I said, in order to receive, I need to give." so you give them stuff for free and they still have excuses so it's sometimes it's not you know not uh it's just your mindset it's basically mm-hmm. not because you can't it's because you don't want and i don't take no excuses in my life because i'm coming from a place where i've been working uh in a restaurant 12 hours okay i will wake up 4 a.m in the morning do my cardio go to work after work go back to the gym because i was preparing myself for a competition right so you they my clients know that i don't take no excuses like unless you're dying unless you're giving a birth Mm -hmm. (laughs) there is no excuse yeah and i guarantee you now now they open the gym they will open the gym and the girls they've been saying to me oh let's go back to the gym they'll be like oh but i don't feel safe go to the gym now because the virus is still out there and when they go back to gym, oh, that you know, there's always because you don't want it bad enough. You don't want to change bad enough. Sometimes how they say they saying there's a saying like you have to literally become sick of your current situation to to crave a change, yeah. right? So it's just it's just so um, weird. Like sometimes honestly, you can you can literally give to a person everything. Like look, give you a gym for free, personal trainer for free. I'm going to cook for you, I'm going to, and they still won't change because they don't want to. Yeah. So, so it is, it is like human, uh, human beings are very, uh, funny sometimes.
0: <laughs> what Do you want to like give a brief like summary on like your experiences of being a bodybuilder? Cause I think that was like a massive part of your like history and where you are now.
1: Are you very impressed by that?
0: <laughs> Cause it's so? just like, that's so cool, but like I love it's. Like, where you are right now, you're, like, thriving. But at that time, you were, like, this was something that you wanted to do. But at the same time, you were going through something. You, you, you were, like, dealing with, like, how you were feeling mentally as well.
1: Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Um, So, basically, I am um uh, 30 years old now. I can say that because I believe that age is just a number. Okay. And <laughs> I... Started doing fitness when i was um, 15 years old exactly 15 years my mom was an athlete my brothers but i was the only fat person literally fat child in my family because everyone has the, my mom's and my dad's genetics and i had my grandmother's genetics the only because i got three brothers right so when i was 15 i went to the high school um funny enough uh, i went to um school of tourism and hospitality again lots of cooking lots of food around me um uh there was there was a, um, another university right next to mine which was like a sports and science university right and i fell in love with this guy this athlete <laughs> and uh remember i was still chubby at that point right and i was like oh my god I like this guy so much but i'm i'm just i just i need to lose weight and then my one of my best friends i don't have one best friend i had met more best friends like she was like let's go gym together and i was 15 remember and i was like so intimidated i said gym like what uh and my mom remember keep bear in mind my mom she is someone who's moving around i grew up in an environment where i was eating and my mom would be doing headstands and stuff right so my mom that's at some before i went to the university she was like you need to start exercising like moving and um I was like, okay, okay. So I start exercising at home with her. And I remember that time I actually lost some weight before the university with her. But then with my best friend, I joined the gym. Oh my God. And that was a life changer but that was 15 Mm. i was 15 by the age of 16 i was absolutely addicted and i would be in the gym seven days a week and and remember i lived in a small country where there is like Mm. one or two gyms 15 years ago there was one or two gyms in the whole city okay so i had to travel one hour to get to the gym and one hour back home so um i joined this gym the first gym and i went over the top because i got so addicted to becoming skinny 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 because that's uh, again uh, that was my, met- my my mentality like skinny was perfect that, again 15 years ago that was my mindset that i was just and my body because when you're 16 15 15 16 17 years old 18 like you have a super fast metabolism okay majority of the kids mm-hmm. so i saw the results results like this like month by month i was losing weight and weight but I got into a point when I was 17, 6, sorry, 16 and something, 16 and half maybe. And I lost around 30 because remember I was chubby. I lost around 19 kilos in six months. Okay. Mm. So you would not recognize me. I was the, that was my skinniest moment when I was, I think I was around, I'm five, six and I was around 15 kilograms. But remember, I was, I'm very heavy boned. Like that's the actual thing. Heavy bones are actually thing, right? So I went literally like this and I was tiny, skinny. And even my mom, she kept asking me like, cause I would lie at that point. I got addicted and I would lie. And my mom said to me like, what, what I, are you losing weight too much? Like, because I will not eat properly and just rice cakes and, and curd like quark and, and chicken breasts and rice, the typical style of muscle and fitness, uh, the American magazine. That was my like, oh my God, I'll spend all my pocket money on them things. So, uh what happened was uh she said to me like i don't think this is okay what you're doing but okay because my mom is amazing like she's like unless you're happy do it but i don't think it's okay but then it got into a point when i would train like three hours a day okay and I, i start having this condition where the lactic acid gets trapped in your lungs and you can't breathe so I would have enormous panic attacks and anxiety attacks. But again, the age of 16, my mom had no clue. At the age of 16, you had no idea what anxiety is and all that stuff. You just, I was just like, oh my God, I can't breathe. It got into a point when I remember I was 17 and I was working as a waitress, like studying and working, yeah, it was a work experience that time. And I remember I just got this panic attack in the middle of an event. And I literally had to go, they had to, took me to, took me to uh, an emergency room because I couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. And they said to me, like, your is exhausted. And I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm going back. And then I went back. I remember that night when I went back and I woke up in the middle of the night, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe. And I literally started crying, obviously, in my parents' house. And I went to the kitchen, I was lying on the floor my mom found me and she was like, oh my God, what's going on? And I'm like, I can't breathe. Mm-hmm. So she had to give me uh, 2000 milligrams of magnesium to calm, calm myself down because she has a former athlete. She knew what's going on. Like she's, she's like, you look exhausted, Like you need magnesium. So I remember, I will never forget that night. And then I said, okay, like, and she said to me, we need to, we need to stop this. Like, you need to calm down. I, I became addicted to my the picture of me and my brain and I was so skinny, but I haven't seen myself as a skinny because then that guy, I told you about the mentioned before we start dating and for him, I was never skinny enough. So there was a tiny bit of abuse from his side as well. But again, 17 years old, like, like you don't know. So what happened, uh, basically when I was 17 years old, um, I I, then I had to, my mama was literally on me. Like I had to like go less to the gym and she would literally wait for me. She would come and pick me up. Like I'm not there for three hours and she would cook for me and stuff. And it was like amazing, like bless her. But um, then I got an opportunity to move to Switzerland when I was 17 years old. So I moved to Switzerland and uh, I remember that time I was still with this guy and we we just went on a break because I said, this is a lifetime opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, at least I was a business mindset, entrepreneurial mindset since I was 17. I was like, this is a lifetime yeah. opportunity. I have to, go to Switzerland. So I moved yeah. to Switzerland and I studied. I got my another degree in uh Swiss school of tourism and hospitality. Mm-hmm. And now what happened, again, this was 13 years ago. There was no, no, I worked, I studied, and then I, then they sent us to several like different hotels to work and work experience in hotels, right, after we uh, finished the degree. So I was there, and this was just a few months, right, but I stopped exercising. So I went from training three hours a day to not training at all, and Switzerland, and cheese, and food, and everything so i came back home after four months and i just put on weight so much literally i put everything back on okay so that was my first experience with the yo-yo effect uh so obviously i came back home uh, my boyfriend broke up with me because he said like literally said to me like i'm fat <laughs> so he broke up with me but That's so kid.
0: Horrible.
1: yeah but kids i don't blame him like 17 come on like this is, you have no brain literally and then um Then I got so angry because, uh, uh, thank God, like this is why the post I made the other day, like fitness saved my life so many times because I was so broken hearted at 17. He was my first boyfriend. We've been together for two years. I was so, so broken hearted. So what happened? Uh, And he might not even know. Hope he's going to listen to this. (laughs) But actually what happened? Well, what happened, I went to the gym, to the same gym I used to go to and get a new membership and I went full on, but this time with a lot of knowledge from Muscle and Fitness and all the fitness, because remember this is the time when there was no Instagram, no mm-hmm. Facebook, Facebook mm-hmm. just started. So, yes, yeah, so I just started, started, started and at this time I was 17, 18 years old approaching and this uh, guy, uh, one of the personal trainers there, he approached me. Um, and he asked me, he said, like, oh my God, you're exercising so much. Like, are you preparing yourself for a competition? And I was like, no, I just love training. And he's like, uh, do you want me to train you? i love like, you have, I see like you have a great potential, you have a massive potential, like, you have a nice shape, and like, I would prepare you for a competition. I said to him, I was always very straightforward person. I said to him, look, uh, I'm, I, was just, I just actually decided that time I'm going to do my PT qualification. So when I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, when I came back from Switzerland, that's like 17, 18, I did my first PT qualification, personal training qualification, level three. So I said to him, you know, what? I'm actually going to get qualified soon. <laughs> and, there is someone who is actually really experienced and who's offering you help and you like no I know what I'm doing. Literally this attitude. And I he said to me, But I will do it for free because because I said to him, Look, I can't afford it anyway, I'm a student. And he said to me, I'm gonna do it for free. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So attitude changed right away. And he said when he mentioned free, I was like, oh, Okay, so maybe we could train train together and you know. So we start training and then the one no six months down the line he prepared me for my first competition, which was absolutely uh Ridiculous now when I look back, <laughs> but that was an amazing experience, right? Like, it was, and I, I, I think I finished a fifth from 10 girls on six, six, oh, wow. six days. Yeah, yeah, on my first competition, but um. Even the first competition, I already start feeling like there is a massive uh, politics and massive injustice in this competing. Like it was a sport model, sport. No, that was the because in fitness you have different categories. Different different countries have different categories. Okay, this was sport model, and um, yeah, it was a very pleasant but unpleasant teacher, like experience. But even at that time, I felt like you know what, this is gonna give me so much experience, especially mm-hmm. for my future because that time i knew i'm gonna be a fitness professional i knew it so uh, after that first competition he said to me okay now we have to go even harder blah 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 but then um i got approached by another personal trainer which was actually someone i used to do classes with and she said to me because she was a former bikini fitness competitor and i thought to myself if i want to be good i have to train with someone who actually is good and who actually is maybe a, a, with some experience like who actually had to go through it so she offered me again they offered me because they knew each other uh because it's a small city everyone knows everyone they said let's prepare her together so that was my second competition they prepared me together and that wasn't really uh successful neither um but it was still a massive learning curve and then i changed the gyms i mean it's very very long long story short I changed gyms, and one of the best gyms in my town at that point. Uh, they uh, been literally they offered me that they could take because in order to go in Slovakia, this is how it goes back in the days. In order to compete, you had to be under club right under one some gym and we created this little group like three girls and one guy and we said we're going to compete together under this club so um the, the actual guy he was the manager of the gym so he said okay let's do it under the name so this is when it started properly and i felt a bit more professional and uh meanwhile i finished lots of qualifications and what happened was um uh I, we went to milan to europe like czech republic mm-hmm. like I had the best time ever. Like the most important thing was I was really enjoying this whole journey of uh, counting calories and not eating and eating. Yeah. But then what happened, um, competition after competition, I was getting discouraged just because they would always call me, um, Oh, you have a big bum. You have a big legs. Like you should be in a different category because you're too big. So basically I got this label in my country because at that point I was quite known in my country, like I'm too big. And co- looking back now at the pictures, like you could see those pictures yourself. I was tiny and people kept saying, you're too big, yeah. you need to lose weight, you need to lose weight, you, your legs are too big, your bum is too big, da-da-da. And I would literally go and kill myself. And this was the point when I was like maybe 1920 when I de- developed an uh, eating disorder. So I was, I was in the bulimic and I used to binge eat a lot. But I would never, I see it now, but that time I would never name it. I would never address it like I've got problem. But my mom said to me, my mom, who actually has the healthiest lifestyle ever, she said to me, Barbara, you have a problem, you have an eating disorder. And I was like, no, I don't, you know, like that age. First of all, when you compete, you're always hungry and easily irritated because you're hungry and exhausted, okay? Uh, Working in a job, I had a full-time job that time, PT I was doing on the side and I was competing, right? Yeah. I could, like, my life was all about calories and bodybuilders around me and guys and muscly girls and, and oh my God, if you'd come to the gym and you would have a biscuit or something, oh my God, like that was, a, that, the, oh, faux pas, right right? Um, and then what happened after my last competition with these guys, I got approached by a professional bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. Um, a lady that actually owns another gym in my country, and she said to me because she saw potential in me, she said, Come with me, I will really prepare you for the real thing competition. And this is when I felt like at that point, because with these guys, with these personal trainers before, it was like it was all fun, but this one, this girl was an international champion. So this was a, the real stuff, okay? And just because, again, she saw potential in me, I'm very grateful till this day because um, to her, because she didn't ask me for one euro, one pound that time. Um, mm-hmm. She did everything for free. Just because she saw potential in me. But what happened? Uh, my last competition, I was 22, 23 years old. And uh, I gave my all. Like, I worked in the office that time for... Um, I worked in the office full-time as a personal trainer on the side. And um, I was competing, right? So my life was only rice cakes Gym, mm. office, and home. <laughs> Literally no social life. I lost many friends because I would never go out. I would always be like, no, I have to go to the gym next day. I have to sleep. I mean, the one thing about this, I always had a discipline. That's why I really rate on myself and I really appreciate on myself. But um, what happened, um, and I'm very, very open about this because I think people have to talk about this and it's been yeah. shameful. So uh, my last competition, because she was so, so intrigued to get me, she said, you have perfect shape, but you have to lose weight. And we, we have to make sure you have the right, right muscle in the right places. So we need to put you on this cycle. You need to start taking steroids. So I was so brainwashed that actually I paid 500 euros for a cycle of steroids for three months. Okay. When I was 23 years old without doing any research and anything, because I trusted her so much. Okay. Uh, I just, I just did it. So six months before my last competition, but obviously I didn't know that time is going to be my last competition. I just gave my all. Uh, when I say I gave my all, I gave my all, my money, everything, my, my, everything, my soul, literally I will train three times a day. Okay. Four AM in the morning again, doing a cardio, uh, going to the uh, office for eight hours. Um, then train again in the evening in the gym. Okay. And, uh. My caloric intake, but we're talking about a few months before the competition was maybe 500, 800 calories, not 800 calories a day. Uh, And this is when my eating disorder kicked in big time, because what I would do, basically when you go through cycles, when you're preparing yourself for a competition, it depends what category you're in. I was a bikini fitness at that point. You go through stages where you have to bulk, okay? Then you shred, okay? So... I was bulking. When I was bulking, I was taking uh, different types of steroids, like when I was shredding. So when I was on the steroids, like, don't get me wrong. When you take steroids, it's not like, oh, you just take pills and you don't have to do anything. No, it is a bloody hard work, but they help you a lot, okay? So again, till this day, I don't regret one thing I did. One thing, I would maybe do it again. That's I'm not now, not now for sure, because it was a massive learn. Uh, like learning curve experience. But uh, what I want to say is when you bulk, you you eat, but you still can't eat junk. You eat clean, mm-hmm. but you eat, uh, let's say that my diet looked like wake up in the morning, I had 50 grams of oats just with water, just that. Yeah. Okay. Then I had, for instance, my snack was a protein shake, low carb protein shake. Then I would have a chicken breast tiny, like maybe 60, 70 grams, 80, grams, 100 grams max of a chicken breast tiny bit of dry rice and maybe salad leaves right you couldn't have anything with the color only green just because greens have no no calories but if you would have like uh i don't know carrots that has everything has sugar okay other other vegetables and them have sugar it's very important every calorie counts at that point okay and then i would have another protein shake and then for dinner i would just have literally cooked fish right so my calorie my protein my, my protein was over the top Okay, my carbs and fats, nothing. So imagine the acidity in my body, plus taking all the steroids. But I was so, so motivated because she, they literally, I got brainwashed. She's like, no, this time you're gonna win. You're gonna win this competition. You have the perfect figure, but you still need to lose weight, still need to lose weight, still need to lose weight. So then she said to me, I remember she said, we need to start training three times a day. So month before the competition, You Like my friend till this day, she said to me, all I remember is you walk into the gym with a cucumber in your back (laughs) because that was my snack, (laughs) cucumber. (laughs) I went through an insane training mode. This is why I'm so resilient, right? And this is why I don't take excuses from no one. And thinking about that time now, going back uh, in my head, it's just like, wow, you don't understand what a human body is capable of. Mm -hmm. I had the most perfect shape. I've been telling you, like everything. For a bikini, I had. So, when I went for my last competition the last competition week before that you do things like three days it's called a super compensation so basically you three days you uh drink lots of lots of water and drink, uh, eat only chicken breast for three days and then you stop drinking water okay and then that point that the, because i was so 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 like literally fanatic like crazy i was so more that pushed by her and by everyone else because they seen such a potential I, something just snapped And my eating disorder kicked in again. And I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would literally run the fridge. So during the day, this is what it was. During the day, I would eat super clean and I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would run the fridge. In the morning, I felt super guilty. So I would take more steroids, more fat burners to burn that everything and do more cardio more abuse to my body more and more and more and this was a vicious circle for a few weeks before the competition actually not not one week sorry before the competition but obviously no one knew about this and i felt very awkward i felt only my mom but she would never tell me anything like she knew she told me after so i felt very embarrassed in front of myself and then the day of the competition i was super dry thank god like but still the night before I ran the fridge Day night before the competition and i was on the stage and i gave my best like when you see my last competition is the one with the red bikinis. I gave my best. Like I actually had the absolutely amazing shape, even though today I'm looking at that shape in a different way because I was just too skinny. And um, everyone says I looked much older because I had literally 0% of fat on my bo- face as well. So at that point, my um, uh, I was on the stage. I gave my best. But when I was standing on the stage, and I love being on the stage, it was just like, I just can't. I couldn't smile. I was just burnt out physically mentally and I was mm-hmm. just I was posing poses been okay but I just my soul wasn't there and I'm like I just don't want to be here I want to go home I'm tired I want to sleep so actually the day of the competition where you should really and most of the competitor competitors have the same but they don't talk about this because they feel ashamed and it's uh, it's, it's bad because you, they should talk about this. this is why so many people end up having like problems like physical and mental after competitions so um I finished on the sixth or seventh place remember i gave my all they brainwashed me into you're gonna win this time so you go in there as a winner and then you know what they told me oh if you only had your boobs done the judges if you only had your boobs done you would definitely place so that was a new rule in slovakia you had to have your boobs done to have the perfect proportion that was like an open rule you have to have the boobs stamp. but still, because I didn't have my boob done, but I felt like like everyone kept saying to me, "Your shape is just perfect." You should you go 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 go. I just had the confidence of yes, I'm gonna be at least the first uh, like in the first uh, three places like place myself and stuff, and I didn't because I had no boobs. And then my legs been still too big. There was a girl who said to me, "Oh, I just started preparing myself like two months ago. I'm just doing Zumba. I don't even train really." So it was really like so I'm killing myself, taking steroids, paying all this money for everything like neglecting my family, my friends uh, killing my body. And the Zumba girl finished in front of me just because she was leaner, just because she was naturally skinny, like lean, bless her heart. So there was such an injustice and in politics involved. So, that night, I remember I cried so much because after the competitions, what they do, they 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 we all go for dinner and we eat and literally you eat insanely because you guys have been starving yourself for the past month, a few, few weeks, months, months. And mm-hmm. you literally go into a brain fog where you just can't even function. I remember next morning I woke up and I'm like, okay, I need a break. I need a break. I need a break from the gym. And this was the point when I was 20, I got burned out. I couldn't go gym. I just start eating. I remember next morning I woke up and I went to the shop Myself and bought a bag full of sweets, closed myself in my room and I would just mm-hmm. eat until I vomited, literally. Mm-hmm. And my mom saw that, and again, as a former athlete, keeps saying to me, "This is not healthy." But I was already—I know what I'm doing. Like you, literally, get into a mode. Even when you're on steroids, you're very aggressive, very aggressive. I lost my periods. I lost lots, of, like lots of bad things happened to my body that time. And but what was the worst was the mental health, right? The mental health and my pt said to me come on regroup like regroup like you need to you need to go back on the stage like next year we're gonna we're gonna you're gonna look better we're gonna work on this you are gonna get your boobs done and stuff and i was like okay 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 so i got my boobs done. yeah i went to a surgery and after the surgery after i recovered i said to her i'm not going back and she literally said to me what and she's because we had a really personal relationship no, like, don't be silly, like, just rest. But we're going back, like, there is a competition coming in six months. I'm going to... so I'm not coming back. Like, I don't want to... I... You know what? I actually love my legs. Like, my legs are beautiful. And I want to have a big bum. I don't want to be skinny. That's not me. Finally said that after eight years. Like, this is not me. I'm curvy. Like, this is... Like, that's not... Me. I don't want to be like this. And then I met my boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend, um, bless him. And I moved to London. And this is when I understood where that there is, the people think the different way abroad, like in East Europe, and this is a known fact, skinny is beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm. Even
1: now with my current shape, if I go back home, if I go back to Slovakia with my current shape, they will, they even like till this day, if I go there, they will like, oh, you put on weight, you, you're literally, you fat. They will tell you you're fat. Imagine that time I was fat for them. Now I must be like morbidly obese in them eyes right but it's just it's just insane and then i actually came to london and i remember i put on weight like i I don't even have pictures from that period i would you i wouldn't recognize myself anymore i put like 30 kilograms so going from the stage picture you see to like literally belly i put on weight i start eating i start I started, can you see me? I started. Sorry, was my battery. Yeah. I started eating. Like I explored local chicken shops. Right, fried chicken. I will, I had the most like unhealthiest lifestyle ever. Uh, part of I mm-hmm. never drank alcohol in my life. I never drank alcohol. I never took drugs. A part of the three months course of steroids. But yeah. I will, I love food. I freaking love food. And this was the first time when I said to myself, and I spoke to my mom on the phone. I remember I said, "Mom, but I love food." Now, everyone keeps saying to me, this is not good. This is, you shouldn't. But I love food. I want to eat. You know what? I want to eat and train. That's what I want to do. But I was burned out. I I didn't really train for about one year. So I literally lost everything, my shape. I wouldn't even go back home because people would not recognize me. I remember I was one year in London and I would never go back because I was just so scared to, like, being judged by people, and then when I got back, and plus I'm not even mentioning the first like struggles when I moved to London. Like I didn't speak English at all six years ago. Uh, I, I had no job, no money. I just moved here because of my boyfriend, and it was just a massive struggle. I was struggling, and going back home and admit that you struggle in abroad is a big thing in my country, right? Because people being like would be like, "Oh, I told you," and I'm I'm a fighter mentality. Like I'm not, I can I, I could I just couldn't. So I remember after a year or so, I finally had the money, I got a job, and I fi- uh, got money to get a membership in the gym. Um, and then I started going to gym, slowly, slowly, I had to be very gentle with that. And I just, um, yeah, I just start exercising and this is when I realized that actually I want to train and eat and I love it this way and I want it to be this way. Yeah. And I don't ever want to compete because I was still thinking like I'm going to start compete one day, one day, that was my plan. One day, maybe in two, three, I'm going to compete. But, I will never do that again, just because of my mental health, yes. because, um, to me, and I didn't know that before to me, before only skinny girls been beautiful, only girls with long skinny legs and big boots been beautiful. That was the beautiful that that was the beautiful people wanted to be like that. And if you're not like mm-hmm. that, you're not beautiful. So that was the mindset. Yeah. So basically when I started going back to the gym, I, um, amazing people and this was still in times when i couldn't become a personal trainer in the uk just because i didn't have the british qualification i just had the slovakian one which was internationally recognized just not in the uk and they asked me to do another one uh, so i had no money so i had to study and all that stuff all over again and literally three years ago this is yeah three years into all all the hustle and stuff when I become finally a personal trainer in the UK, in Virgin Active first, first I got an opportunity in a gym called Dolphin Square. That was a, that's a mm-hmm. private gym. Uh, bless my manager, former manager Johnny, who gave me opportunity. No one else want to give me opportunity because I didn't have a British license. And he said to me, you know, and everyone kept saying to me, you are overqualified because I had so many qualifications, but none of them been in English. And they said to me, you know, I see something in your life because I said to him, look, I have a massive experience in fitness. I just don't have the qualification yet, but I need this job. Like I'm going to be the best gym instructor ever. And then he was like, "Wow, So basically I degraded myself from being a personal trainer to being a gym instructor, because gym instructor is level two, PT is level three. And in Dolphin Square, this is where I start my brand, body by bombshell, and it's all about a body positivity, and it's a basically female fitness for every size and shape, and this is where I finally express myself. And this is where I had to address that, yes, i suffered separate from uh, eating disorder. Uh, till this day, I'm not going to lie, till this day, I have a very weird relationship with food. Like, I love food. So um, I always say this, and I'm very, very open. People know me about this. Like, in my ideal world, world, I'm currently vegetarian. In my ideal world, I would eat like crazy everything and exercise. That would be my ideal world. But just because obviously once you hit 25 and 30, I told you this before, your metabolism slows down. I can't really eat as much as I want to. So one thing, one thing in life I regret, one thing in life I regret uh, with competitions and stuff is the times I could eat whatever I wanted because my metabolism was super fast, then times I was really abusing my body with diets. So this is why I'm absolutely anti-diets. All of my mm-hmm. clients, are them, I don't do diets. I'm a nutritionist uh, as well. I'm a nutritionist advisor, um, uh, but I don't do diets, okay? I mm-hmm. only do plans, lifestyle plans, okay? And I don't do diets so yeah it was an amazing journey and looking back i can't believe i remember uh, saying to my mom like oh mom I-, I hope i won't stop exercising one day she said why would you just I, I don't know and now looking back it's 15 years and i met amazing people uh, i know lots of famous bodybuilders famous bikini fitness girls and i'm super super proud of myself who achieved and what i'm still achieving looking back amazing experience but it's just it's a journey it's a journey and one thing mm-hmm. i can say is that um Fitness, honestly, now looking back, I can I don't understand, and even yourself, you must admit, what people do if they don't train, if they don't exercise. What do you do in your life? Like, just the movement, just the looking up. That like, this is your home. Your body is your home. That's the only real home you're ever gonna have. Yeah. So if you're neglecting this, where are you gonna live? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. for me, fitness. As I said that in my last post, fitness is my life. Like it's my life. Like big time, it's my life, and I'm absolutely passionate. I love what I'm doing.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm absolutely blessed for all these struggles. And there is so much more. I, I keep saying I'm going to write the book because there is so much struggle I went through as an mm-hmm. um, East, East European business owner in the UK. Um, so it's just um, there's so much, so much, so much. But I'm never going to stop because if you look back with so much experience, so much struggle and you didn't stop then when you didn't speak English and no money, why would you stop now? You know, so yeah, yeah, I'm just all about body positivity, and this is what I'm trying to put out there on my page, Body by Bombshell. So, yeah, this is me. So lots of lots of I added other lots of squats in those fifteen years. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) I think like that was like the most like interesting been in like actually learning someone's experiences because like it's it's so like empowering to see like where you are now and where you were back then because like while you were happy that you had that experience it changed you into the person you are now and like how you, of how you present yourself
1: but you didn't say that you didn't see it that time no. because so many times people told me oh for example as a personal trainer you have to be muscly uh, a guy yeah there is lots of pressure on men male uh, personal trainers you have to be this big muscly stereotype as a personal trainer girl you have to be this slender uh shredded snatched girl but it's not true it's not about that mm-hmm. the best football coaches or football coaches or hockey coaches they don't play football they don't have the stunning big bodies but they know exactly where to get you from a to b right because they mm-hmm. have the knowledge and me to be honest with you the reason i'm extremely confident in my knowledge and extremely confident to say that I'm good in what I'm doing is because I've been, I had it all. I was skinny. I was fat. I'm curvy now. God knows when I going? I don't know, I'm going to be in two years. Like I can transform my body, yes. I got my surgery. I got my breast done. But even without, I know what the, your human, what your brain actually is. Your brain is your body. It's, it's the symbiosis of both. capable of doing like you can literally transform yourself and without surgery yourself to really
0: push yourself to get to that point if you continuously tell yourself i can't do that like oh but i can't you can you just can't be bothered to put the effort in
1: there is two things that my clients are. they is like no you can't say this in my session like you can't say i can't Okay, you can't say the word I can't anymore because girls tend to say, oh, I can't, I can't. You can't say I can't and you can't sit down. So in my sessions, especially when we're in the gym, you can't sit down. I won't let you to sit down. You need to keep moving. You're not sitting down unless you're not dizzy, of course, or pregnant. You can't sit down. There's zeros. You can't sit down and you can't say I can't do it. You know why? This is a funny thing because your brain, your body, your body and brain are very connected. Obviously, we all know this. But... Mm-hmm your body is listening to your brain and your brain is here to stop you from any harm your brain is here to stop you from getting hurt and you're telling your brain i can't do this you won't be able exactly because your your body's okay my brain said brain brain is the boss like literally brain is the boss here your brain is saying you can't do it okay just and your body automatically will give up and this is the same when, I, for example, I do my reps, I do my session, and sometimes I have this, even if I teach my classes, now the online classes, I, do, I, teach, I ask myself sometimes, okay, is it my body giving up? I have these conversations like, is it my body or is it my brain? Because I tell you this, majority of the time, it's your brain, it's not your body. And this is why people, in my my girls now, because I found my, oh, that's another story that I found my niche, because as a personal trainer, I genuinely believe it's good in order to run a proper business, you should, you should find a niche, especially because now these days uh, the the market is so saturated with personal trainers. You have to have a niche. My niche are girls, females. I might narrow the niche again in few years time. i will be just, you know, the some personal trainers train only athletes. So I might not but for now I train women only pre and postnatal included. Okay. So my girls are not allowed to say I can't. And if you say you're in trouble, Okay, you have to do those extra extra, the extra jump squats or something. Uh, you're not allowed to sit down. That's, those are really two rules. I'm really like on yeah. it. So it is definitely mindset, 1 million percent. And this is how they say, it's, it's the same like when they say, um, for example, fat loss is 80% diet and 20% move. And then I genuinely believe in that, but obviously everyone is different. So when it comes to fitness, there is billion different types of approaches you can have. And a mm-hmm. billion different types of conversations you can have also because it's such mm-hmm. a broad um theme there is so much um and me and me because I'm very passionate about it and I live it, and it's not that I'm doing it I live the life mm-hmm. i'm very I'm very, I could talk about fitness for hours and I'm, And it's hard to find people they actually, because you got personal trainers or coaches and personal trainers and coaches. You know, some people honestly just do it for the money. Uh, I met actually people like this. I had conversa- genuine conversations with people when I studied, when I did my uh, level three qualifications in the UK. And I saw this guy and I'm, again, I'm very being an honest person. He was very out of shape, but very out of shape. I didn't judge him. I was like, look, you can be whatever you want to be. But he said to me, look, I remember having this conversation with me and he said to me, look, I know I'm out of shape, but I'm a teacher and I'm doing this qualification because it's easy money, okay? And I'm like, okay. So you want to become a personal Yeah, because I heard that my my friend is charging 80 pounds a session and I'm like, okay, but do you know that PTN is not just about um, me Mm -hmm. To training money and me training someone in the gym. You do you understand that like running your own business is all about sales. Like, that's what I realized years, years, years ago that basically PT is about sales. It's lots of selling, 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 selling. So I had to study, sell. I had to study marketing, uh, marketing, like everything. Cause you have to sell, yeah. you have to sell, first of all, then yeah. when you finally sell your product, you have to look after your customer. This is a customer service based business right so you have to meet their needs you have to click with them you have to be a people person you have to send them Mm -hmm. these gentle reminders you have to look after them in order to keep that customer otherwise they go somewhere else yeah and it's very easy for people to go somewhere else these these days so yeah it is um it is amazing and i love actually where the fitness industry is going because people again awakening in that sense as well like okay We are all about body positivity, but doing fitness or exercising is not just about physical, but it's about the mental. Like so many times I had some issues, problems, and I went to the gym. I just did my session and it just helped me so much. So, and it's scientifically scientifically proven as well. So it's definitely i just don't know what people do if they don't exercise people you have to exercise and if you don't want to exercise if you don't want to bang the weights in the gym just do something we're not talking about exercise it's only like resistance going to lift the weights but you can yeah but oh, exactly but you can also go for a walk just move basically i would, I would mm. need movement just move move yourself move your body because Honestly, we we just people just underestimate because if you don't have a strong body, and I want to become a, a strong leader, I want to be a big business owner, so I have to be you have to be physically strong, even for your kids, for anyone, like it is important. Yeah, that's so important.
0: I think it's very hard because people can't tell the difference. People don't, there's like this line, and people go like way, like. Like the line is there, they go there. (laughs) It's like always like, oh, you're almost reaching that goal. But then they give up and then they go back and then they give up. And it's like, where are you going to get? How are you going to get to that place where you want to be? You can't just do like a mental cardio. Like that was how I used to train in 2017. It was me running on the treadmill for like 30 minutes. Me doing all those squats because like I've been seeing it on like youtube and like instagram and it's like there's like false pretenses in order for people to be skinny and have that body but it's like there's one it's one thing to be confident in yourself in the way that you feel physically but also how you feel mentally you need to be able to be like i am beautiful i'm happy with the way i look because even if you work out in the gym and you're like okay i can see myself losing weight do you feel confident enough in yourself to be like i'm happy with the way i am i'm happy with the way i'm going i'm happy with the way i'm living my life because if you're not then you need to try and like talk to someone like ask someone for their guidance or like support because like this is what is wrong with the society like they just lack resources and lack that support system so people think or no one cares about me, but they but they do. And like relating to your point about you like saying you can't say these words, it helps them, like it helps encourage them to be like, okay, i yeah. will say these words because I don't want to do, I don't want to do extra sets. But like it's like you mindset. need to like have this good mindset when you're working out, because if you don't, then your head's like, you can't do that. You definitely. Can't. You know
1: the thing is uh, talking about talking about the looks and stuff like I remember uh, like yesterday I will not ever forget this that is these moments you won't forget in life, right? Because there's lots of moments in our lives and there is a particular mm-hmm. moments you won't forget and I won't ever forget the Moment when everyone left the office and I stayed in the office in Slovakia the time I used to compete on my own And I was looking at myself that time. I had no breast surgery. So I was actually looking even more petite I was super slim few weeks before my competition and i I was in the jeans i had these jeans i had these heels on because office uh was friday jeans was allowed that time and i was looking at my mirror and i'm like oh my god i need to lose weight i need to lose weight i'm too big oh my god looking back now i had a six pack i was my body was stunning but i was never i never been satisfied that's why i forgot to mention that point no matter how hard, hard i was working no matter how clean my diet was no matter how much water i was drinking i was never happy and never satisfied i was so horrible to myself so my body went through lots of abuse hence for the mm-hmm. past few years i was fighting with like losing weight and even till this yeah. day for me it's not easy to lose weight anymore i, I love my body the way this i love being curvy love being curvy because i'm this they say thick curvy right that you are i'm very muscly i'm very heavy because i've got lots of muscles but I am curvy and I don't want to be that skinny anymore, but yeah. I love my body so much more now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Back in the days, if I would see my future me, I'll be like, Oh my god, you're fat! Like, you're fat. I would literally am myself fat, but that, that I'm so happy now, even though I'm not fat, but you know what I mean? I'm so happy, but because of the mindset, my mindset changed. Yeah. You're not restricting your fat. food, you're like
0: finding yeah. alternative ways to like being happy exactly. rather than like. Being like, you can't do this, you can't do that. And like your worst enemy is yourself. Like any, any oh, of person course. could tell you that. Cause you're like telling yourself, you can't do this, stop. There's no point in doing it. And then it's like, okay, I'll do it. Cause even if someone like says it to you over social media, you I think like what people find it really hard is that your friends are discouraging you as well be, but like your brain takes that with a pinch of salt, but it's your brain that's telling you, you can't do this. You are like, you are your own worst enemy. And like, that's like the hardest thing for some people to like really understand and really like, you know, take into consideration. They look at it as like, that's, I guess that's my reasoning. Like this person said this to me, this person said that to me, but it's like, no, you said that to yourself you
1: are making yourself feel like you're so insignificant when you're not, you're... The thing is, the thing is, uh, I actually posted today about perfection, like everyone's aiming for perfection, but I'm generally thinking you should aim for uniqueness and we are all unique and if you only knew how other people see you, like sometimes I feel like, for example, oh my nose is like this, my hair is like that, my this is like that, and the days I feel my worst, this is where I get the most amount of compliments. Like the days when I feel like my hair looks horrible, right, because we all have these days, uh, people are like, oh my God, your hair looks so nice today. I'm like, what the hell are you blind? <laughs> and it's so true that like people see you in a completely, completely different and way and it's not just you, it's the energy you bring to the room. So if I only knew back then what well, I know now, but obviously I guess this is the experience called life, right, so even now, Maybe the way I feel now, the way I'm uh, moving now, the way I'm, what I'm experiencing a few years down the line, I'm going, oh, if I only knew when I was 30, this. So, you know, I just have, I just genuinely believe you have to just appreciate the moment, appreciate what you have because you can always have less. Yes, you can always have more, but there is a bigger possibility you're going to have less. So, for instance, when my girls complaining, oh, this is uh, my boobs. And I said, okay, if someone tells me my boobs are too big or my boobs are too small, I said, be grateful that they're healthy. Sure. If someone tells me, oh, my belly is too big, my, my legs are too fat, be grateful that you can bloody walk. Be mm-hmm. grateful that you can. Be grateful now, your only excuse is laziness because maybe three, years three months down the line, you will be like, I want to exercise, but you won't be able. How many people, mm-hmm. and these are, these are the life changing experiences, like how many people have to go through massive trauma to realize, like, health is honestly the most important thing? And you won't be healthy unless you eat healthy or uh, it nourishes food and you move. I'm not saying you have to, again, be in the gym, but find the find what you love, find what makes you happy. For example, again, my, my uh, friend now, she can't really do anything. She doesn't really enjoy uh, exercising. She's not a uh, gym yeah. person, but she loves going for walks. So she's walking like crazy, but she's moving. So It is mind and body connection. One million percent. It is definitely mind and body connection. And people need to understand this because no matter how much weight you lose, no matter how muscle you get, no matter how beautiful a six pack is, if you have a damaged brain, if you have the wrong uh, perception about yourself, you won't ever be satisfied because we always aim and we never, did you notice that like we never satisfied, like you always want more? like okay now i have uh nice legs okay now i want six-pack i have six-pack okay but now it's the same like with materialistic stuff okay i want this bicycle i buy this bicycle oh uh, okay now i have this bicycle mm, but what now oh but i want this car now so you buy the car oh okay i saw a really nice video on this oh you buy the car oh but but mm, now i want i, I want the private jet so you buy a private jet it's like with phones it's like yeah
0: you're never satisfied like it's like when these new phones come out and then all these other people are getting it you're like no i want that but like, it's just like, be happy with what you kind of have because like,
1: yeah.
0: it takes a lot to have like, what some Amazing. people have.
1: It's a, it is, but it's hard. It's challenging. It's but that that what it needs. You need to constantly evolve and work on yourself and understand what's going on. You need to. I always say it's mandatory to be on your own, to spend that time on your own, because you need to yeah. love yourself. And uh, in order to love yourself, you need to spend time with yourself. I love exactly. being on my back the days. We're talking about five years ago. I would, I used to hate being on my own. but I'm bored. But now I've finally, finally learned years ago. Like I actually love my own company. I love my own company so much that it's scary. i actually, I'm actually like, I'm actually, no, I read books, I make my little, little gratitude routine when I wake up, I have my coffee, uh, this is my on my days of uh, normally, well, most of the time I'm working with my clients and stuff, even before my clients, I, I every client is unique, they're all amazing, uh, I have a very personal relationship with all my clients, so we sometimes have a coffee before the session, even now when we do it online, so it's just... You have to have a routine. That's one thing as well. It's very important. And you just have to study yourself and be with yourself and love yourself and love yourself. It sounds such a cliche, like love yourself, but it is honestly because imagine, if you don't, then you constantly yeah. relying on other people, on other people's opinion. But if you know who you are, what you want, what are you offering, you win. it's exactly. the same like it's the same like I always say. And I'm the, this is my opinion. And I'm like honestly standing behind this opinion. So it is uh, what gives you confidence, okay? Body and mind, confidence. What gives you confidence is knowledge, okay? Knowledge. So whatever you do, you have to have knowledge. Even if we're talking about your body, yourself, you have to know. If you have knowledge, yeah, again, it comes sure. It comes down to the, if you know who you are, if you know what you know and what you're offering, you win you, don't, you won't ever have this problem. This is why I love Tony Robbins. You know Tony Robbins?
0: No, I haven't. He, I don't
1: know. He is amazing. You need to look him up. He's a guru, honestly. He's a life coach. But like one of them. Uh, I think he's the best in the world. So it's just um, constant evolving because you can be in your best shape now, but you don't know where you're going to be one year from now. So enjoy it, basically. That's my message. Enjoy it. Enjoy your current shape. And if you're not happy with your shape, change it. If you're not happy with the way you perform in daily life or in fitness, change it. If you're not happy with the way you look, change it. You have the power, only you have the power to change yourself. Nothing oh else. Man. And if you love your body, but you're still complaining, change your mindset. Study, learn. Like You have to change one or the other. And yeah. but more, the best would be to change both, maybe your body and your mind as well if you need to but maybe
0: create like a mood board or create like i guess like a safe space for you to be like this is what i want to do this year this is what i want to do for them today or like even like the next couple of days have this diary and have this checklist of what you want to do so it's easier for you to like actually be able to do it rather than you having all these like thoughts and ideas in your head put them on down on paper make a change. Make like take action, take control because now we've got more time now than ever, more than ever.
1: Planning is planning is mandatory. Planning is the one number one rule to success. You have to know. Uh, I'm again big believer in law of attraction, um, and I'm again listening and studying every single day, no matter if I work, if I don't. Uh, i'm studying i'm trying to learn something new every day new informations right yeah and um, or new skill but at this point new informations i'm gathering all the information because i just feel like oh my god uh, there is so much information out there and i just want to know everything and it's just impossible <laughs> so you can get easily overwhelmed so careful with that as well but um yeah it's just i think we are here on this world you have on again it sounds like a cliche but you're here this is your only experience so you just make the most of, out of it yeah. and me looking back sometimes i'm like okay yes i've done it i've been there because you know how some people go compete just because they want to see the best like what they can like so many girls are can you come prepare me for a competition and i'm like why do you want a competition there is always question why 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 because they want to see how their body would look at the peak like best and i had that i had that so i'm not craving it anymore you know what i mean so sometimes it's just about that that people just want to see themselves at the best but um yeah, it just comes all down to your mindset, because trust me, I promise you, I know people, they actually normally, normal like us, like normal human beings, they will classify them as a morbidly obese, as obese, and they absolutely love themselves, because for them, being fat means that they're wealthy, they, they have money, you know, that's like, yeah. that comes to the history, that has a I'm actually, background in the history, because Back in the yeah. days, back, you know, hundred years ago, like fat people been rich people. So poor people been slim. So, you know, so there is lots of, um, lots of behind this whole body, mind positivity. But um, yeah, it's your, your journey and you are responsible for your body and for yourself. No one's going to help you. No one's going to, no one's going to help you. And believe me, if in your brain, you feel like you're ugly, there can be 20 people around you tell you to that you're not. And you won't believe them. It's the same like if you're confident and you think you're beautiful and there's 20 people around you telling you you're ugly, you won't give a damn because you know who you are and you know what you're offering. So yeah. yeah, it's very important, first of all, not just to work on your body, but on your mindset, on your skills, on your brain. Very important. It's quite
0: hard for people to be like, I'm happy and I'm confident. And I guess for them to be um not really judgmental of themselves but to be able to be like yes and like being able to accept it being able to acknowledge it even so i mean like i i like what people on social media are doing now like being more like active and like being more open to being having a discussion to like open the floor to like people to like share their thoughts share their opinions like i know like a lot of people have like personally that i know who have gone through like situations like I know especially in my culture especially with my parents being Asian and like my family family members like kept throwing the fact at especially me and my sisters like you're fat you're so fat and it puts a dampener on it and on that specific word and then when I was younger I didn't even want to go to the gym I didn't want to do any form of exercise because I was like that hurts like why would you call me fat but it's because i didn't make that change i didn't make that effort until when i was much older so it's like start when you when you're young start when you're like when you have that ambition start start it earlier than later because yeah
1: develop the, there's nothing you like, can uh, do habits yeah the habits are very important you're, you're young. yeah yeah that's amazing we've
0: we've talked about a lot in like i think one hour one hour and like 20 yeah
1: (laughs) yeah i will have to go i will have to go
0: yeah thank you so much for being a part of it like i really appreciate it and it's been really interesting to listen in on your journey so yeah thank you so much if anyone wants to like Listen, like if you want to like follow like Barbara, like look at her like Instagram account. It's like it's body by Bon Bonshell, and definitely look at the plans because good. I did one session and it was so good. I felt so good in the morning. So I mean, there's (laughs) one to one experience. (laughs) But yeah, I would definitely recommend you
1: thank you so much for having me i can't wait for the result and yeah just let's keep spreading the body positivity mm-hmm. yeah thank Good you so much. Oh, sweet thank so you soon. so much for having me honey i'll see you soon okay see you on tuesday <laughs> <laughs> yeah bye see you